We are going to start today, over the next three weeks, we're going to do a deep dive into eliminating worry. W-O-R-R-Y. Eliminating worry. Yes. It's, it's very, it should be very exciting, actually, because the prospect of a worry-free life is, is very appealing. So um, what we're going to do is we're going to be doing some reading of, the, of passages on our tables, inviting the Holy Spirit to speak to us through them, sharing what we feel God's saying, what's getting our attention through the passages. And we're kind of going to lead each other into uh, the first session on worry, okay? Two things I want to say by means of introduction. The first one is, it was quite nice hearing Silas talk about that landfill company, because our repair work just upstairs is being funded largely by a landfill company. Isn't that good? Yeah, they only gave us 40 grand though, so might go back and, no. <laughs> to be honest, that's all we need, so fair enough. Um, but that was quite a nice little tie together. And then the second thing is, so I've been very excited about talking about worry. Uh, I worry quite a lot, so it's it's good for me. I'm looking forward to trying to eliminate worry, not trying to, receiving the work of God that, that enables me to eliminate worry. And it's been going very well until yesterday. Woke up, radiator was leaking. Did the washing up, let the water out, sink was leaking. And then I got really stressed because there's a damp patch. So I was pretty worried yesterday. So um just want to let you know that I'm speaking from a very good place where I'm nailing this. So um, So I'm ready to minister to you out of the wealth of my... <laughs> Worry-free living. If only you could reach the heights of me. As if, mate. Right, so um, if you're on the live stream as well, sorry, you need to get Matthew 13, verses 1 to 8 uh, and 18 to 23 ready. So that's a bit of paper that you should be, that's the side of the paper you should be on. Don't cheat and read the other side, because that's the next bit, all right? Why does it feel like school? I've never been a teacher, but... I, you know, I'm liking this. So um, we're going to do a, a, a lectio on, on this passage. So what that means is uh, I'm going to ask if two people will come and read this to us slowly. And then we're going to ask God to get our attention about a specific thing uh, from Matthew 13, 1 to 8 and 18 to 23. Once two people have read it, we're going to then read it in our heads very slowly and just allow God to get our attention about something. Once we've had a few minutes of doing that, we're just going to share on our tables what what did God get our attention about? Does that make sense? Can I have two volunteers to read to the class, please? Dan, thank you very much. Hugh, thank you very much for those sheepish hands. Do come on up and uh, I'll pray. Dan will read it through slowly. And as they're reading, and then Hugh will read it through slowly. As they're reading, we're just wanting God to get our attention about one thing. Um, and then once they've read, we'll read it through in our head slowly. And I will tell us when that period of silence is over and we'll share. So, Father, would you speak to us through this passage? Would you get our attention? Would you make it abundantly clear what you're saying to each of us as individuals and to us as a church? As Dan and Hugh read and as we read, come and speak to us, Holy Spirit. Amen. Then he told them many things in parables, saying, A farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path, and the birds came and ate it up. Some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched, and they withered because they had no root. Other seeds fell among thorns, which grew up and choked the plants. Still other seed fell on good soil, where it produced a crop, a hundred, sixty, or thirty times what was sown. 
Listen then to what the parable of the sower means. When anyone hears the message about the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what was sown in their heart. This is the seed sown along the path. The seed falling on rocky ground refers to someone who hears the word and at once receives it with joy. But since they have no root, they last only a short time. When trouble or persecution comes because of the word, they quickly fall away. The seed falling among thorns refers to someone who hears the word, but the worries of this life and the deceitfulness of wealth choke the word, making it unfruitful. But the seed falling on good soil refers to someone who hears the word and understands it. This is the one who produces a crop, yielding a hundred, sixty, or thirty times what was sown. Then he told them many things in parables, saying, A farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, Some fell along the path, and the birds came and ate it up. Some fell on rocky places, where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly, because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched, and they withered, because they had no root. Other seed fell among thorns, which grew up and choked the plants. Still other seed fell on good soil, where it produced a crop, a hundred, sixty, or thirty times what was sown. Listen then to what the parable of the sower means. When anyone hears the message about the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what was sown in their heart. This is the seed sown along the path. The seed falling on rocky ground refers to someone who hears the word, and at once receives it with joy. But since they have no root, they last only a short time. When trouble or persecution comes because of the word, they quickly fall away. The seed falling among the thorns refers to someone who hears the word, but the worries of this life and the deceitfulness of wealth choke the word, making it unfruitful. The seed falling on good soil refers to someone who hears the word and understands it. This is the one who produces a crop, yielding a hundred, sixty, or thirty times what was sown. Thank you. So just read it through in your heads and just ask God, get my attention about one thing. We'll have two minutes to do that. There's space on the side to make notes as well if you want.
Okay, so what, what we're doing is, is allowing the scriptures to search us. Often we search them, but we're letting the scriptures search us today. We're saying, grab me, get me. So what I want you to do now is got five minutes. I'd actually recommend doing this in no more than groups of three, because otherwise you won't have much time to share. So maybe break some of the tables down. Is just share what stood out to you and why. What do you think God is saying to you through this scripture? Okay, so break into threes, share that for five minutes, and then I'll take us on to the next bit. Okay, so share together.
I'm sorry to do this, but that's five minutes, eight seconds. Oh, time's up. So bring those chats to a close. There'll be more time to share again a bit later. But I'll bring you... You need another two minutes? You ain't having it. Sorry. I've got it. We'll take it anyway. <laughs> you, you can fill it a bit later. So let me get you back together. And we'll, and we'll press on. Everyone needs another two minutes. We all need another two minutes in life. That's the problem. So, what I love is just to says <laughs> down. Yeah, okay. Okay, um, I think, I think one table might need a bit of a timeout, actually. <laughs> no. Uh, so what I'd love is just to hear, um, just a few people's reflections. What, what, you know, two or three people who would like to share. This is what stood out with me. And this is what I think God is saying. So who'd like to share with us? Let's teach each other. Okay. I don't know your name. What's your name? Sarah, here you are. Okay. Um, so mine's a bit random. Um, I got stuck. Some fell on the path and the birds came and ate it up. And I thought, what did the birds do? So um, bird poo. <laughs> right, bear with me. So the message, the message gets presented to us um, many times. We're not, we never start off as good soil. We, it's it's a journey. Um, and when when the bird poo, when when the, so the bird ingests it, it moves along to wherever's next, and it moves along to wherever's next, and moves along to wherever's next, and eventually it hits the good soil. So, so hands up if anyone else had that reflection. Yeah, right. So, no, 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 no. I mean that in a good way. In terms of this, this is how we teach each other. Because, like, without that moment, one person stands at the front, shares their reflections. But when you have a room full of saints, people reflecting on scripture, we learn so much more. That's amazing. What an amazing reflection. Um, anyone, anyone else want to share? Doesn't have, a, have to have anything to do with bird poo. Yeah, Hannah. Interestingly enough, I was struck by the birds as well, but particularly that they're hungry and they're an enemy of what God's wanting to do with that seed. Um, so yeah, for me, I was just like, oh man, we're, we're in a battle. Like this, this seed is good, but there's attack to it. It's, there's people who are hungry to snatch it away. Um, but yeah, so it's just awesome to hear that of like, but there's still hope <laughs> that seed can still find the good soil, even if it's under attack or snatched away. Right, amazing. You know, I think that's inc- that's a better reflection than what I've got. But um, that when that the devil thinks he's destroying the work of God, when actually God then turns it around, so all he's doing is spreading it. He's fertilizing it. Even what the enemy meant for evil, he's working for his good. It's a really good word. I would love to come to you, Charlotte, but I'm moving on. Sorry. Right. So the thing, the th- and maybe I spoiled this by saying we were going to talk about worry, but the thing that stood out to me was was about worry. So I want you to track with me through the parable. So with with the with the seed that is scattered on the path, the seed never starts growing. So on the path, you've got a seed, nothing else. When um, it's fallen on rocky place, it doesn't have much soil. It springs up quickly, but then it dies. So you, it grows but withers. So a seed that does nothing, next stage is a seed that grows but withers. The third stage is uh, in amongst thorn. It grows up and uh, it gets choked. If you look at verse 22, the seed falling among the thorns refers to blah, 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 blah. And then right at the end it says making it unfruitful. 
So you have a plant, it doesn't die, it survives, but it bears no fruit because it is made unfruitful. So the first one, you have a seed that never grows. The second one, a seed that grows into a plant but then dies. The third one, a seed that grows but bears no fruit. The fourth one in good soil is a seed that grows and produces much fruit. Now, if if we think that the... I don't know why I'm drawing this. All I've done is adopt a small line, a longer line, and let's do a really long line. That's my self-diagram. If we think about the plant being an active faith, okay, what you see is that when when the seed is stolen, no faith grows. When the seed is in rocky soil, it grows initially, but then dies away. The third one is the one I'm interested in, because faith, a plant, is is always present. It is just unfruitful. Does that make sense? So faith is there, but no fruit is produced. So that would be me living a life of faith, but feeling like, man, there's nothing coming of this. I'm not feeling fruitful. My faith is alive, but I'm not feeling fruitful. A feeling I feel often. And the fourth one is you have a live faith that is active, but much fruit is being born. So what's the difference? What What is the thing stopping me being fruitful? Well, verse 22. The seed falling among the thorns refers to someone who hears the word, yes please, but the worries of this life and the deceitfulness of wealth choke the word, making it unfruitful. The thing making me unfruitful as a Christian is worry. Sarah. What a wonderful topic for conversation amongst yourselves because I don't have an answer. Uh, I'm sure there are many fantastic Bible commentaries available. On, uh, I don't know. I don't know. What, what do we mean by fruit? Good question. Let's ask God. What do we mean by fruit? What do you mean by fruit? So that's why I'm going after worry. Because I think that worry is the thing that stops us bearing fruit, whatever fruit is. It stops us bearing fruit. So here's what, and obviously everything we reflect on is really valuable. I don't just want to give my reflections. I want us to learn together. So now I want you to turn onto the other page, other side. Because if worry is the thing that stops us being fruitful, along with the deceits of wealth, then how do we how do we live worry-free lives? What does Jesus teach us in in being liberated from worry? And Matthew six is one of the key passages where he teaches on worry. And so I want us to do the same thing. We'll just have one person reading it through, and then we'll have again a minute of just reading through this from the from the message and sharing together on what God got our attention about. So can I have one volunteer to read it to us? Lizzie, yes, please. You have to come read. Do you want me to come to you? Yeah, yeah. Let, let's not let's not make this one way traffic. I'll come to you, Lizzie. You're serving me. I'll serve you. So let me just pray, and then and then Lizzie will read it when she's read in silence. Read it again for a minute, and you'll have a minute then just to reflect on what's the one thing God's saying to you. So, Father, would you speak to us as Lizzie read this, reads this to us for the live stream? It's Matthew six twenty five to twenty six and thirty one to thirty three in the message. If you decide for God, living a life of God worship, it follows that you don't fuss about what's on the table at mealtimes or whether the clothes in your closet are in fashion. There is far more to your life than the food you put in your stomach, more to your outer appearance than the clothes you hang on your body. Look at the birds, free and unfettered, 
not tied down to a job description, careless in the care of God. And you count far more to him than birds. What I'm trying to do here is to get you to relax, to not be so preoccupied with getting, so you can respond to God's giving. People who don't know God and the way he works fuss over these things. But you know both God and how he works. Steep your life in God reality. God initiative. God provisions. Don't worry about missing out. You'll find all your everyday human concerns will be met. Give your entire attention to what God is doing right now. And don't get worked up about what may or may not happen tomorrow. God will help you deal with whatever hard things come up when the time comes. Okay, a minute of silence. Read it through to yourself and make notes if you want. Okay, you've got another five minutes in your groups, just um, in groups of three, just to share what was the one thing that, that stood out to you. If you want to finish your conversations from last time, do, but but it may cost you at the other end, you never know. So five minutes to share, and then I'll, I'll wrap things up after that.
One minute, one minute. Okay, sorry to cut you short again, but let's bring it back in for the sake of our timings. Love to have a couple of couple of different people reflecting on on what stood out to them, what got your attention. We'd love you to teach us as a church. So, who wants to reflect on what what stood out for them? Anyone who's not shared yet? Different people. One or two reflections. Run, Emma, run. <laughs> Anyone got a reflection? Please, Joseph, I do want. I'm going to take up, you know, um, the, um, I was reflecting on it and uh, I think the root of worry for me, what's, what's coming out, it sounds like not knowing the nature of God, the, the character of God, and from that place we, we don't anticipate him to provide if if we don't believe that he is a father that that gives and um that when we don't have that it can root it can it can easily manifest as worry we're worried about where we're going to get everything from well you've accurately diagnosed me so <laughs> natalie um the word boat, bird stuck out for me and like, it makes me think, how can I be more like a bird <laughs> or like an animal or like a child? Like they're very connected with God and they're very, children are very present and animals are just one with God and their nature. And it just made me think, yeah, how can I be more like that? Brilliant. Thank you. So again, you know, the, the richness is, 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 is in, is in, is in all of us. In sharing and exploring the scripture together. For, for me, the, the, the cure that I think God is giving me for worry is verse, verse 34. Give your entire attention to what God is doing right now. And don't get worked up about what may or may not happen tomorrow. God will help you deal with whatever hard things come up when the time comes. So in the last five minutes, what I want us to make a note on the side of our piece of paper is, I want us to think and pray and say, God, what are you doing right now in my life? What is it that you want me to give my entire attention to? What are you doing right now? So let me pray 
two minutes to do that, and then we'll just have a couple of minutes, just kind of prayer ministry at the end, okay? But I want you to write it down on your paper that you take with you. What is God doing right now in your life? Because that's what you need to give your entire attention to. So, Father, we pray that you, I pray that you would bring to mind and speak to everyone in this room and tell them what you are doing in their life right now that you want them to give their entire attention to. Would you come and speak, Father? Come and speak and tell us, what are you doing right now? Please do write it down, whatever's coming. I really believe that everyone will have heard something or something would have come to mind. And to finish, I'd, I'd love us all to stand and we're going to pray and respond. We've only got two and a half minutes, so um, I think we've all got the stamina for that. Two and a half minutes stand. Uh, let's do that. Let's stand together. Okay. If you're still writing down what, what what God's getting you, you know, getting your attention about, I love that in verse 34. Give your entire attention, not a split attention, entire attention. So let's respond. Holy Spirit, we we recognise uh, whatever you have been speaking to us through these scriptures. We we say we we recognise that you are speaking to us. We say we choose to acknowledge that it's your voice whether it's directly through the scripture, through other people's reflections, whatever it is, we recognize that you are trying to get our attention. Father, we repent of trying to do your job for us in our lives, of trying to worry about the things that you promised you would provide for. We say, Father, that that tendency in us, as Joseph shared, it comes from us not trusting you and not knowing you. And where there is unspoken um, pain or hurt, where where we feel we're we're, we're feeling hurt by you or, or or in pain because of what you've done or not done, we we want to communicate that with you. We want to have that conversation. And Father, I pray that you would keep reminding us of what you are doing right now.
in whatever moment it is, whatever the present thing is, keep reminding us, relentlessly remind us of what you are doing right now, that we may give our entire attention to it. When worry tries to pull us away from the present and get us to care and and fret about things that may or may not happen, would we be reminded to give our entire attention to what you are doing right now? Father, we we love the image of, we love the possibility of worry-free life. Holy Spirit, please help us to realize that possibility in our lives. Teach us how to live that way. Amen.